Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. No. Oh, no. Can I tell you something? On uh, Washington, a guy named Cabrera, that's his last name, he looks like you. You think Andrew looks like Estruval Cabrera? Yeah. <laughs> I know who that guy is. He's still... <laughs> <laughs> I can, a compliment. I, can see, I can see it. He's the Latin version Washington of me. All right, Dad, I'll take that. He's the Latin version of you. There he is. You think, that, guy, that guy has a much fatter face than Andrew. Okay, and that one maybe where he's a little skinnier. Okay, maybe I can see it. But that one there, he looks like he looks like a full-size mini-me right there. Right? Ian, so, so talk to us. Tell us, how does, it, how does it feel, you know, you're in what, first grade here? Most no, of your second. kids are pl- second grade. Most Just of the kids started. are playing with dolls, and here you are predicting the Western Conference Finals. Like you knew it, you called it from day one that Kawhi is overrated. How does that happen? Well, first of all, me and dad, me and my dad went to a card show, and I predicted that there was going to be a Zion in each box or a jaw. He's saying you have like you have ESPN. Yeah. Okay. And. Can, I predicted you right. See so, the future. And plus, so tell us where you came up with your Kawhi plus, thoughts. Tell us about Kawhi, Kawhi. Kawhi used to have like Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and then he had uh like Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Lee. I think he was like on that team. Yep. And he was very good with those teams, but when he's on the Clippers, he doesn't really have anybody that good. He only has Paul George. And you think those other teams played more like teams? Yeah. And you think it was more of like a team chemistry kind of thing? Yeah. All right. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. So tell me about the Nuggets. The Nuggets were your pick, man. What do you think? Uh, I think the Nuggets all the time because I think that they can win against the Jazz. They can win against anybody. It's crazy what I think. <laughs> You think it's another, what do you think about them against the Lakers? Them against the Lakers, I think it's going to be like a tie from 2-2, two to two, and then uh, the Lakers are going to score the third and fourth. So you think it's going to be a 4-2 series? You think the Lakers beat yeah. them in game six? Yeah. All right. So, you, so it doesn't sound like you're very high on uh, Paul George. And you think the other yeah. two teams he was on, he had a much better supporting cast. Yeah. A, a lot of today's fans actually think that this Clippers team is stacked. So what, what's, uh, you know, what are you seeing that the average fan might not be seeing? What do you not like about Paul George? What do you, what do you not like about this guy? I don't this like about Paul George because I really don't like him. Huh. Like, But why? Because I liked him when he was on OKC, but then he lost the – Shot at the buzzer. <laughs> See, dude. That was very sad. <laughs> so I, thought would, I didn't even know NBA. Would you think? Would you think it's fair to say that while the Clippers team is stacked individually, they had some great yeah. players: Lou Williams, yeah. Paul George, you name it. But when you watch Marcus them play, Morris and Morris, you like Marcus Morris. But but do you think maybe those other teams Kawhi was on, they played better as a team? Yeah. You think that's probably also why Miami's doing as good as they're doing? Yeah, but I think Miami is a little better than the Clips. So what do you think is going to happen to Kawhi's cards? I think Kawhi's cards are a little bit, like, 
um, much when he didn't lose Game 7. Right, so they're over, overpriced. But now they're going really down. They're going to go way down. And that makes it good for... Uh, would you buy him now? I would buy him. Okay, so mm. you'd, you'd recommend buying but, Kawhi. So let's say Kawhi... He stole my play. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. No, if, no, if, Kawhi's, if Kawhi's prison card was like six thousand dollars, a rookie for a while there, and now you can buy him for two, you think that's a good price, or you think it's still going to go lower than that? I would buy it for two. You'd buy it for two. I think. Yeah, I think. You know what? I think you're right. I was actually. I made some offers today before this episode on, on some of those cards. Um, I don't. You know, all of my offers were under two. I'm trying to trying to find somebody who's really panicking the day after. Uh, you know, they get eliminated, but. Uh, all right, so I need to jump in here. Miami versus Boston. Miami, Boston. Miami, Boston. Yeah, who's gonna win the series? Because you already said the Lakers are gonna win in six. How about Miami, Boston? Uh, Miami, Boston. Remember, this is Tyler Hero's Tyler Hero's boyfriend you're talking to here on the other line. So I know, but that. <laughs> uh, I think it's gonna be a game seven again. You think it's going to game seven? Who's winning? Uh, who's winning is. Hero and oh. I can't even say that name the Heat because I forgot it. Jimmy yeah, Butler. The heat. The heat. Jimmy, the heat? Because Jimmy has a lot of experience and Tyler Hero is a rookie, but he can shoot threes like no other. <laughs> Andrew, you got this kid trained. So he says the Heat in seven and the Lakers in six. And plus, I like Hero because I have his court games card. Yeah, his court game. See, he, this it's kid, a cool he, card. He, He's not. It's not that he loves the most expensive one because here he is saying he 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 likes his Court Kings card, which you also have a PSA ten optic hollow of Tyler yeah. Hero, which is worth significantly more than a Court Kings base card. But you like that Court Kings, right? Because it's like it's it's like a cool piece of like art, right? Yeah. I like what the Court Kings card as well. It's a cool looking card. All right. So there really we go. Ian, someone you didn't someone Ian, listen someone yeah. you didn't touch on, but I mean this is you weren't even born during this time, but. I think a lot of the the blame needs to go on Doc Rivers. This is a guy who's oh, been giving. Doc Rivers. Yeah. So talk to me about That's Doc Rivers. Yeah. What about he, Doc Rivers? I know he's a coach. Because oh, tell me about him. Because he's a coach. And. And. I don't really know about how him, many times. I don't know what team he plays. How for. many times he's the Clippers coach? But how many yeah. times has he been? Uh, uh, ahead three-one in a playoff series as a coach and lost. Uh, three? Three times. Three times. It's happened three times. Can I tell you, and this is a little before your time, Ian, but maybe you know some of these guys. Do you know his roster in 2008, 2009, 2010 Celtics? Let me read you some of these guys he had. He had Kevin Garnett, uh, Paul Pierce, Yeah, I Ray know Kevin Allen. Garnett. These are, these are uh, Hall of Fame players. I know Kevin, Kevin Garnett because I have his card. <laughs> the but he's in a Brooklyn monster. jersey. Yeah, that Brooklyn jersey. Your card. So Tony he had Allen, whole, one of the best defenders ever. He had a whole Rajon Rondo. Roster and he didn't run with them. He won I one title. I know Rajon Rondo. I know Rajon Rondo. And I so what do you think? He's not very the, good. Well, oh, he used to be Rajon, really good. But I think he's going to turn up and score like, I don't know, 30 points in one of the uh, – Oh, wow. You should go to Vegas and bet that. You get great odds on Rondo dropping 30 in one of these playoff games. His jumper looks a lot better. His jump shot yeah, has improved. Yeah, it does. It does look better, better right? you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who else do you like on the Lakers? The Lakes? Yeah. I kind of like so, of course. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. 
And did that just score home run? No, no, it's a pop up. The Yankees are gonna win, but we don't we don't really even want the Yankees uh, to to win here. You know, it's funny. Tampa Bay's losing. Obviously, we want the Yankees to catch Tampa Bay because you know that's who we're chasing now. But if the playoffs, if the season ended today, the way the playoffs are, do you know who we'd play in the first round of the playoffs? We'd be a five seed in the American League. We'd play against Minnesota, who hasn't beat us in the playoffs ever. So I wouldn't even mind that. You got any other Wait, little nuggets of wisdom mean, for our wild card though? Yeah, they'd wild be they, right now. They're number two in the division, so they'd make it. They wouldn't be one of the wild cards. So, any other pearls of wisdom for the listening uh, audience here? What do you think of Jamal Murray? Uh, Jamal. Yeah, forty points in a in a game seven. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, it was. Didn't he score more points yes. in the other game? Yes, but not in game seven. Yeah. What do you think about Michael Porter Jr.? Michael Porter is a very good player, but he is. A little down this season. Right, and because I think, why? Because he needs to learn how to play defense? Uh, yes. Okay. But I think Bull Bull is better. Oh, <laughs> you're going to buy into the Bull Bull hype? Yeah. Why? Because you like because he's tall? I like that uh, his whole family NBA transition is tall. I got a question for you. Tradition. This is a very important question. The oh, audience wants to know. Twister. Ready? Who wins in a fight, Taco Fall or Bull Bull? <laughs> That's a good one. Come on. Uh, Taco Fall is a little uh, skinnier than Bobo. No, Bobo is definitely skinnier. I think. What? I think Bobo is skinnier. No, you think so? You think you think Taco Fall loses to Bobo in a but fight? Taco Fall has more weight and probability. Okay, so you think the probability that. is that Taco Fall is going to win? Yeah. Okay, so he says probably Taco Fall wins that fight. All right. So far, Taco Fall, you know, the only thing he's done in the NBA? Is be tall. Is be tall. And, and let somebody dunk on him in the dunk competition. Yeah. And let Kyle Lowry throw the ball over his 19-foot arms. That was a disgrace. But, Pretty, guys, uh, Luca Nation, this is a seven-year-old kid using this reasoning and observation. This is unbelievable. This, is, this might be the next Darren Ravel. Oh, God, don't say this. <laughs> You're not going to troll people on Twitter, are you? And post no. crap? Okay, good. That was I'd just a joke. Be, uh, a sports player. You, wanna, you actually want to play sports. What yeah. sport? What, what, uh, what, what sport you want to play? Either baseball or basketball because I don't want to uh, get hurt. Like I think Playing football? Tua is like Daddy got hurt. in the first week. All right. Well, listen, it happens. But people get hurt in football. People, people get hurt in football. Who's the best player in baseball right now? Uh, Voigt. Luke Voigt? He's got the most home runs in baseball. Very sneaky. Very sneaky play. I like Luke Voigt. I put his numbers in the last year, year and a half against almost anybody. All right, dude. Well, thanks for joining us. This is like a market mover. So what what else you want? I want to tell uh, Andrew if Uh he thinks that Tampa is going to win this, but they're down by like two to win and one to tie it. And there's 2-2 on this on Lau. With Lau. two outs. You like Lau. He's bottom good. of the ninth. So it's bottom of the ninth. The close is in. The Nationals are up 2-1. Two, two outs. 2-2 two, two count. And uh, Lau's good. He's in the MVP discussion. He's 2-3. for yeah. three. You think he's going to strike out? Oh! oh I'm pretty sure he just run? hit a home run and tied it. He did. He no. hit a home run and tied it. <laughs> As you're he watching called it. it, dude. Yeah, he, called, he hit a home run and tied it. 13 <laughs> home runs on the season for Lau. That guy's good. Dude, you called that. Of course I do. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you have ESPN. I forgot. It's ESP. And with that, Dude, 
Welcome back to another episode of Luca Nation. Uh, welcome back. You know, it's, it's a weird day when there's no sports other than baseball on, right? It's kind of like a little bit of a detox. See, Ian's going through it right now. <laughs> yeah, you hear him? He's all sad. He wants to stay on. He wants to, he wants to take my place here. I told him it's not that easy to just talk and let Andrew do all the work. No, man, you're a star, Cage. You know, I, I said to Lamine yesterday, I was like, if I could buy a card of you, um, you know, that's a stock that I would want to buy into. Man, I, I wanted to say that to you for a long time. I think you're, uh, you're a star. And a, many it's of the a goal. that you brought. It's a goal, especially with Allen and Ginter releasing, uh, you know, this week. And I see everybody posting pictures of, uh, hey, look, I got a Topps card. I got a Topps card. You know, um, talk about bravado. You once put something out there in the universe that he has a goal for us. I'll, I'll say a goal. I'd love – that would be cool. We'd have a, the, the, the hosts of the Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze podcast on an Allen and Ginter card. I see the – Jared uh, Carabas, I, I think I'm saying his name right, the Boston Red Sox barstool guy. I saw him post his cards that came out. Um, you know, and look what those barstool guys did. Imagine, you know, going back, you know, 10 or 15 years to when they started. Um, humble beginnings. But this is a perfect spot for a 30-second thank you to the audience because we have uh, – I like to say our listen count goes up, goes up, goes up. But what has happened in the last week, I don't know if you guys love – you know, Bro Namath and the Wharf and Jeremy Padauer and Chris from Chris House Hi. of Jordans that much. But our, you know, with the, with the most recent guest episodes and, and, you know, I guess what we've been bringing as far as the picks, the Slayton picks and, you know, just basically hitting on, on pretty much everything we're, we're talking about, um, doing the NFL recap and the NFL preview, our listen account has like doubled in the last two days so i mean to, to the best that i can i just want to say thank you because uh i mean we were growing already but the last couple of days has been kind of unreal so thank you thanks for telling your friends your, your neighbors and your enemies <laughs> as i say <laughs> at the end of all of our uh all of our episodes but uh yeah man uh and and listen keep keep talking to us right keep keep the dms coming keep letting us know mm-hmm. what you want um you know, I'm going to try to convince Andrew. He's going to, he's going to have no time left in his hands because we're doing, you know, we did an NFL preview and then Sunday night we did an NFL recap. I don't mind waking this guy up and doing like a, uh, a Sunday morning, you know, uh, preview show, you know, what's going to happen in fantasy, what's going to happen in, in, in sports, you know, what card should you buy now? Because by the time you try to get on eBay tonight, after they have a big performance, it's going to be too late. You know, we, we, you know, people have asked for that. We could definitely do something like that if you like. I would, I would love it. And you know what I noticed today? Today with the – it's kind of an off day in sports. No football, no NBA, and probably the first time since uh, early August that there was no sports going on. Um, and I know baseball's on, but uh, you know what I'm saying. Yep. Way more people are buying today. And it kind of reminded me, you know, when COVID first started and there were no sports, but actually cards started going up because there were so many more people buying. Uh, yep. It's interesting to see that today. Uh, how many people are putting out posts like looking for obviously looking for Tyler Hero, looking for Murray, but it even reaches out more than that. It's like looking for Zion, looking for Ja, uh, looking for football players. There's been a lot of buying today, and I, it's interesting to think if I wonder if actually in the off season we'll see more buying and not less. Uh, I don't know. It's just something I noticed, and I wanted to share it with you guys. You want to talk a little NBA? You want to talk a little NFL baseball? Or go right into our plays today, Cage. Sure, man. I mean, let's let's let, we can get to our plays. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, belabor the point. Obviously, I do want to talk to everybody about uh, you know about what our plays are and stuff. Um, 
But yeah, basketball, come on, no more Kawhi. I mean, you heard it from the kid, right? But, uh, you know, this is, uh, it's, it's an interesting time, right? And Kawhi's cards had a lot of um, hot air, a lot of helium, a lot of fun stuff in them because people really expected him. I don't know if he's going to win the finals, but at least that there was going to be a matchup between him and LeBron that people were, yes. I think, already factoring into the card prices. Yes, sir. Um, and, you know, his card was one that was kind of, um, you know, bucking the trend of um, what we've seen with other cards. Um, you know, it was staying up there, even when everything else was kind of, you know, flat and or heading down. Um, and now, you know, with him being eliminated, probably in a game that, you know, in a, in a series that people didn't think he'd be eliminated, um, it's going to impact the card. Everybody has. I've seen, you know, I mean, what what that called was about six grand, right? It was six grand. I saw someone today sell for 1900 posted on Facebook. Uh, 1900 10 available. Yeah, so, so I mean, you want to talk about you're losing two-thirds of the value of the card. Although, remember, this is a card that was less than 1900 within the last year. So it's still, you know, if you got in at the right time, you're still making money selling in 1900 But if you happen to be one of the people who bought it at $6,000, you're not. Um, and I think that's an overreaction anyway. But 1900 um, I'm pretty I think, sure. Yeah, I guys? think it's a different... So there were a lot of posts when Giannis got knocked out. Like, Giannis is a Pippin. He needs his Jordan. I actually think, uh, and try to understand what I mean here. Mm-hmm. I think Kawhi is a Pippin. And what I mean by that is it takes a different – so he's the most efficient player I've ever seen. In terms of efficiency, this guy is, is on a different level. And actually on the defensive end as well. But it's a different level of – being able to handle the pressure down the stretch game after game after game. And the, the, the Jordan in this scenario doesn't always have to be the best player. Like, for example, Ginobili on the Spurs is a Jordan. He's someone who loves the big moment. Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Larry on the Raptors are someone that actually aren't really good, efficient players, but down the stretch, they love the pressure. And I think Kawhi is someone that he didn't really rise to the challenge. I know he had that amazing buzzer beater against the Sixers last year, and we could talk about that. But I think he's someone that's going to come out and get you his buckets, just like mm-hmm. Pippen did. You're, no, you're going to know what he's expected of him. But he's not going to turn up and put on the, the next gear. Think about it this way. Why didn't he shoot 30, 40, or 50 times yesterday, right? If he's so efficient, why not kind of force his hand and, and, and really attack? Um, and, and what I saw yesterday was two Pippins on the court uh, and Paul George and Kawhi. <laughs> and there's no question that they're incredible. Like, Paul George is the smoothest basketball player I've seen in a long time. And how he can finish at the rim and his shot, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's literally art when you watch. But they don't have that mentality, that killer instinct, that I'm going to shoot the lights out of this and we're going to go you. down. Yeah. I'm with you. It's not always the best player, right? I mean, I watched, no. well, first of all, Portland. But the other end of the coin, though, is, right, you need to have the talent, not just the guys who are willing to have ice water in their veins, right? Exactly. I mean, I would take McCollum and Lillard. Both fit the mold of 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 players that will take that last-second shot every single time they need to. Yep. And, you know, it's worked for them quite a few times, but, they, you know, they didn't have the horses to run with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, but if what you're saying is – Kawhi stays there and they need, they need a, you know, an ice warden, a vein shooter, someone who's going to hit, you know, someone who, who makes that team, 
you know, complete someone who's going to, you know, want to take that last minute shot. Sure. I mean, I, I, I can see that a hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's, it's not just that it's not even just the shot. It's there's something that happens in the defense's mind when they know that the other player is just in nonstop attack mode. You can't relax as a defense. And I don't think Kawhi put the defense in that position where he's just in nonstop attack mode. No right. rest. I'm going to attack. I'm going to attack. I'm going to attack. I'm going to attack. doesn't matter if I'm one for 40 or 40 for 40. I'm going to stay attacking. And that's a unique skill, especially in basketball, where if you go a little bit cold, you're like, I don't really want to shoot. But if you look back in history, man, like the people that we admire the most are actually people that are just stay in attack mode. And they're always going to until the last minute, they're going to keep shooting. Tatis double play. Come on, I like watching that guy, but he, uh, he's, he's been a little out. bit cold. He's, he's got, been a little bit cold recently. Got a little cold for the last week, so you know, be nice. It's, it's right. a, a big game here against the Dodgers. Um, so listen, so here's here's the thing, right? It's a game seven. You know, you have to if you don't show up with your best that game, um, you know, when are you going to do it? And you know, those guys showed up with their worst. I mean, Jamal Murray had forty points, and I think the combination of Kawhi, George, Morris, and Beverly had forty-two. You know, I mean, you can't, you can't. At that point in time, you can't pass the torch to somebody else and say, okay, I don't have it tonight. Uh, I'll let somebody else exactly. get it. And, you know, that's, I think, the, that was the, the problem. Dwayne with the Wade's a good example. Dwayne Wade's a good example. Dwayne Wade's not the most talented, but that dude is a killer. That dude will play and he'll compete to the last whistle. It doesn't matter if he's one for 40 or 40 for 40. Yeah. Um, Dwayne Wade is Kobe. a good guy named Kobe was the same thing. You but it's easy him. to you know it's easy to bring up Kobe and Jordan because they're so good and they do that. But I also want people to realize there's people who have ice in their veins who aren't always the best player. Yeah, on the well, team. I, I say CJ McCollum. McCollum is like you know that guy just hits. Every, it's yep. like it, it seemed like every game he's hitting a big shot, and he's not the best player on the court. He's not the biggest, and he's not, but but you're right. There's 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 you know there is that is missing. Um, whereas uh, Jimmy Butler. Come Worst on. shooter I've ever seen. Worst Horrible shooter, but, but you know what? But he, he wants the ball in his hand when it's the last shot, doesn't he? Yep. You know? And, he, he, that was listen, actually a good great example. I'm That's not a, a huge Tatum example. fan. Everybody loves Tatum. I'm not a huge Tatum fan. But, look, you know, eerily similar, his shot at the end of regulation to what Luca's shot was. Remember? Kind of the same area on the court. Mm-hmm. And Luca hit his and Tatum didn't. Um, but at least he took the shot. You know what I mean? At least he was like, uh, you know, I'm going to hang on to this. I'm going to let the clock lay down and I'm going to take the last shot, which is what you want to see in your star or the guy who's going to, you know, be your star. Um, Would have been nicer for him and Boston had he made the shot, but at least he took it. You know what I mean? So listen, I'm with you. I I definitely am. Um, You know, we saw enough holes in the Clippers that even if they advanced out of game seven, I don't think they were going to really give, you know, the Lakers, too much stuff. I'm sure LeBron was thrilled that he doesn't have to see, um, you know, Kawhi. But the Nuggets are an interesting matchup for them, too. I mean, I don't know if they have the horses, but, I mean, Jokic played really well. I mean, he played really well. And, you know, if he matches up against uh, against Davis, I'm sure they're going to try to take him off the block. He's not going to have 20,000 rebounds like he had in this game. Um, Clippers didn't really have much of an inside presence there to, to you know, to stop him. But, uh yeah, man. It, I mean, it's fun, and it's coming down to it. I think, you know, if Vegas were sitting here with us, they would tell you that the odds-on favorites right now are the Lakers, even more so now than they were yesterday when the Clippers were still around. So, um, you know, it is Without what it is. It's going to be closer. The games are going to be closer than the 
then it will seems, but I, I think the, it's a Lakers. Uh, and, I, and baseball is easy, right? Baseball. Let's lead into the baseball, right? Because they made an announcement, which is weird, right? Because here we are, we have basically these teams are getting down to like the final 10 games. You know, teams are in the mid to late 40s of their season, and it's a 60-game season. So, you know, you're talking about winding down to what is the last 20% of the season for these guys. Um, and um, the playoff brackets, people are starting to post them. People are starting to talk about them. But at the same time where you're thinking, wow, these guys got to fight. They got to do this. They got to blah, blah, blah. Basketball was irrelevant to almost what the seed was because there was no home field advantage, and we talked about this. But baseball, these teams, some of them are built for their home stadium. Some of them are built around pitching and bigger ballparks. Some of them are hit around hitting. The Yankees are built with, you know, that short right field porch. They only want to get hitters who can take the ball out to that short porch. And, and, and they're playing in their home, in their home um, fields. But baseball just announced that they're going to have a bubble playoff where they're basically going to be in neutral sites, although actually some of the sites they're playing in, some of the teams that are going to make the playoffs, that's their home field, which is odd. Um, We'll see how it works, right? But basically, it's going to be bubble-style playoffs for baseball. So, you know, you get into the playoffs one through eight, it doesn't really matter. It was, you know, number one, it would be great. You had home home field. You're playing in your own home stadium. But that's not the case anymore. So it's, you know, it's, it's an odd little wrinkle that they announced now because, you know, as a fan, I would be pulling for the Yankees to get into the top half of the, of the bracket so that they could have a home field advantage, a home playoffs game, you know, you name it. But it, it's not even something you need to even think about now. And that's a little odd little nugget that I don't yep. know if everybody knew about. Where, where's the bubble? Uh, in Texas and in California, National League and, and American League bubble. Interesting. So it's different Let stadiums, me, right? Go ahead. Notoriously. So PSA 10 to a gem mint 9.5. What's mm-hmm. been like the split between that historically? You've, you've, you've seen cards for ages. You mean percentage-wise? It depends on the card. But the cards that I look at that I monitor the PSA 10s on, I would say a good rule of thumb is about two-thirds. Um, you know, like half to two-thirds. Depends on the card, right? And it also depends on the nine and a half. Right, it could be more than that if it's a true gem or it's nine fives and tens only, and less than that if it's got some nines on it. Um, you know, so obviously, you know, not all nine fives are the same. Which, by the way, I believe is the death knell to BGS when you compare them to PSA ten. I mean, not all PSA tens are the same. Everybody can argue, oh, that's a little off center. This is a better PSA ten. This is an old grading, blah blah blah. But legit BGS within their own grading has created a, a different, um, you know, cast system, <laughs> different classes of, of their own BGS nine and a halves. And it just makes it much tougher to have liquidity in it. Um, Agreed. So anyway, it's, you know, that, that's, that's what I, a, I mean. Re- it's a really okay. solid point, And it's actually going to lead into my play. You tell me this is going to be a collaborative play because, you know, before we hop on here, I'm always waking up and I do research. I'm thinking, which card do I want to bring Luca Nation to buy? And right now, I can't say that I see a single player that I feel confident in that I bring you his card. But what I am seeing is a completely out-of-whack ratio of Gem Mint BGS 9.5s to PSA 10s. So Cage just said what he's seen historically is, depending on the card, is about 50 to 66%, right? So PSA 10, if it's selling at 1,000, uh, BGS 9.5, quad 9.5 or higher should be around 666 to 500. I'm seeing it in the 40% and some even lower than that. And I see it as a real opportunity to buy cards and cross them over. 
buy cards, crack them, and resub them to PSA. Uh, that's how I would play it. And th this depends on the card you want to get, whether that's uh, – my market, I always look at Kobe cards, so I always use that as a benchmark. His tops, uh, 138 rookie card just closed on auction for a thousand bucks for a quad nine five that's insane mm -hmm. his psa 10 mm -hmm. was selling as high as five thousand bucks just last month and it's let's say it's selling for 2200 to 2500 okay uh, so what's the price difference so what's so what is it set at what what it's 2500 to a thousand you're talking about a psa 10s at 2500 and a thousand for the nine and a half that's right a, a wow. quad nine and a half. Wow. And, and that's just out of whack because what, what BGS, regardless of if you like BGS, what they're telling you is this card is almost a 10 in all four of the categories that matter. And especially if it's a really well-centered gem mint nine and a half, it's, it's a no-brainer to go ahead and buy that and try to cross that over. Now, you, you right. could save well, up. Listen, even if it's not about crossing it over, right? I mean, the thought on the card is that it's worth it. The thought on the card is that it's worth the 2500 or 2000 as PSA 10. Then you might as well buy the BGS 9.5 for 1000 because that's too low. It's like, you know, you're talking about an arbitrage thing. Even if you're not planning to crack it out and cross it over and make it a 10. Well, here's the thing. Here's how I play it. I'd buy, let's say, over the next six months, I'd buy, let's say, 10 of these cards that meet this criteria. Mm -hmm. I would send them all to cross over. A crossover is not a crack. A crossover right. is when you send the PSA and you say only if it's a 10, it works. So what I think happens is you win in two ways. One, if one of the five crosses over, you're already profitable. But two, I think the, the arbitrage, the gap between a BGS gem mint and a PSA will fix and correct over time. Yeah. So I, I think you have two ways of winning on that. Okay. Listen, it makes sense. There, there are ways of doing that, right? I mean, definitely, um, uh, you know, you, you, you're crossing it over. But, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a card that has liquidity as much as the Kobe does and find it for, for – find a card selling at 40% or less than 40% for, the, for a true gem BGS 9.5 as opposed to the PSA 10. I mean, that's, that's a problem. That's something where I, I think you're, you have to take advantage of that because – you know, that card should be at least a half of it, right? Which, you know, you've now found uh, a 25% increase <laughs> if it goes to 1250. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's uh, people have started to punish. Um, people have started to punish the, uh, the, the PSA 10s of all the Kobe's. And you know what? People are, you know, people are probably punishing the, the BGS nine and a half. So I don't know why. I think, you know, everything kind of ran and we're having a little bit of a retrace. But that's, I mean, listen, it's a good play and it's an interesting, different way of bringing about kind of like exploiting a market inefficiency, right? If you don't find a, a player that you think is undervalued, what you're bringing to the table now is a card that's undervalued. You're not saying the PSA 10 is cheap, right? You're saying the PSA 10 is right where it should be. But if the PSA 10 is accurate, that BGS 9.5 should be three, four, $500 more than what it's at. So I'm, I'm telling Luca Nation to go... Let's say, you know, because someone on the other end of this, someone's uh, a football collector. He's looking at Kyler cards, right? Someone mm -hmm. else, a baseball collector. He's looking at Tatis cards. Another guy's a basketball collector. He's looking at Tyler Hero card. I'm looking within that player. I would compare the PSA 10 to the BGS gem mint. And 
and run an analysis. And if it's less than 50% of the value, uh, I would go ahead and make that buy. That's a no brainer. That shouldn't be the case. See, BGS to me just requires a little bit of research when you do it. That's all. I mean, I don't have too many of them. I bought a BGS card the other day. And you know me, I'm a PSA, PSA, PSA. But it was one of these weird cards where I'm like, a PSA 10 is a lot of money. And I found the BGS 9.5, just like you're talking about, that was, that is significantly underpriced. I mean, I couldn't even find a 10 in the price range that I was talking about. I think a 10 should be probably, I don't know, uh, an $800 or $900 card, let's call it. And I found a BGS nine and a half for like $300, which like you, same kind of deal, right? But here's what was weird about it and why I had to do it. I've never seen a BGS nine and a half like this. The surface grade was eight and a half. Yep, surface grade eight and a half. All three of the others were tens. Interesting. Was this the Black Velocity John Morant? Because I saw no. that with that card. No, no. It, but it three tens on a BGS nine and a half, and the surface was eight and a half. And I look at it, listen, the case is a little scratched up. The card's from 1996. So, you know, the case has probably been around for a while. It probably got graded a while ago. And, uh, you know, and so the case has been around. The case is a little scratched. So I, I haven't even really had the. I just got it in yesterday. I haven't really had the time to, you know, put it on the magnification and see what on the surface, whether it's on yeah. the front or the back or whatever it is that gave it that eight and a half. But I liked it because, come on, it's a nine and a half with three tens. That's pretty, <laughs> you don't see that too often, right? Uh, it could have been. It, that could be literally someone just didn't wipe the, the surface. Well, it's weird because it's a hollow. Uh, it's a 1996 Japanese Pokemon, one of the 16 holograms. So it might have a scratch on one of the holograms, which obviously would be an issue on the cards. So I'll have to take a look. But I started buying some of those 96 you know, hollow cards at PSA 10. There's just Very not cool. many of them out there. And I found the nine and a half. It was so cheap comparatively. And it was just a cool, you know, the, the four subs were just interesting. I it's agree. worth buying already just for us to talk about it. <laughs> I agree. I, I would not, that's just so liquidation knows, that's not the criteria I've been looking at. <laughs> Mine is all nine and a half. Uh, and make sure that the ratio is, like, if the PSA 10 is 2,000 and the BGS 9.5 quad is 800, 700, that's a no-brainer for me. Bye. I like it. So my pick, right? We got the, if you're going on the waiver wire, there's a, uh, there's a Colts running back last name Hines, who was really nice find for folks. And, and we were able to give that pick to, uh, to Luca Nation during football. Uh, we were mm-hmm. able to you know, talk about that. But that's not my pick, although he's going to be a pretty big waiver wire pickup. So my pick today, I'll, I'll spell it all out for you guys, right, just so that you have the, uh, the background, the whole deal. So, uh, you know, when you're doing your, your fantasy football um, you know, and you pick up Naheem Hines, <laughs> uh, especially because Mac is injured, um, check the receiver here, right? Because Paris Campbell, who was a rookie last year, that's my pick, P-A-R-R-I-S, Campbell, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L, had a lot of hype going into last year, but he was injured. Um, and uh, he only got to play seven games last year. Um, this is a legit uh, college player, played for Ohio State, um, and he had a huge season in his senior year mm-hmm. in Ohio State. You know, he led the Big Ten in receiving touchdowns. He had 12 of them, he had over 1,000 yards, 90 catches. Um, and everybody knows Terry McLaurin, right? You know, you know, a big wide receiver here as well. He was on the opposite side, and yet this guy still had all of those catches. Um, he was drafted second round by the Colts, and, um, you know, really fast. I'm surprised the Raiders didn't take him because, you know, he ran a 40-yard dash in 4-3-1. <laughs> um, and his getting healthy 
is coming at exactly the right time because now he has Philip Rivers. Um, and the guy throws the ball a lot. Um, we saw the Jaguars actually beat him. But uh, Rivers threw the ball 46 times uh, for 363 yards. That's the second most attempts and the third most yards. Um, you know, their defense wasn't doing enough to stop the Jags. Well, guess what? Even though I think the Colts are a lot better than they showed in week one, but it just bodes not so great for their win losses, but it does bode well for passing, passing yards, and in turn, obviously, receiving yards. So, um, you know, Campbell's got no real competition for the wide receiver, too. Um, you know, you got Hilton on the other side, and that guy, sometimes he doesn't stay healthy himself. So, no. you know, Campbell could see, could see wide receiver one stuff. Um, you know, and why I like this play, right? So, so I gave Darius Slayton as a wide receiver pick, right? And in football, especially with the market the way it is now, with everybody playing daily fantasy sports, you name it, it only takes one good game for you to get that card in hand and then flip it. And I, I, I said back in, 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 in August, you know, weeks ago, almost a month ago, I said, you know, you'll, you'll be happy when you make this play and you have Darius Slayton's cards in hand and he goes for 100, 150 with two or three touchdowns. Well, in week one, he had 100 with two touchdowns. Um, Paris, uh, Paris Campbell. Paris it's funny. It's funny because he's got Hilton on the other side, so I knew you'd make a Paris Hilton joke. Um, Paris <laughs> Campbell, he is playing against the Vikings defense in week two, who just got shredded by Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Um, this guy is not being um, he's not being bought up enough, as evidenced by my pick today. I went on eBay. I didn't buy him because I like to give our our guys the ability to buy this stuff. I like you to listen to this. I like you to be listen. It's getting harder, guys, because we're not getting to a point where in the first couple of hours we're having you know hundreds of people listen to these episodes. So make mm-hmm. sure you subscribe. Make sure you're following. Uh, but my pick is Paris P A R R I S Campbell C A M P. B-E-L-L. It is his 2019 Prism rookie card, card number 347, 2019 Prism football. You can still find these cards in those complete your set, drop down, quantity, pull down, go look by number, and it's number 347. I see a seller uh, selling them for less than $5. Um, You want to pick up a silver? You want to pick up a parallel, just like we talked about with, with Slayton? You can't go wrong on these. It's another guy that he had enough targets, he had enough yards in week one that people are going to start picking him up on their fantasy team and going to start grabbing these, these $5 or less Prism base cards. Um, so grab them now because it's not going to be something you're going to be able to grab for much longer at these prices. And that's it. There's my, you know, my, my, my low budget, uh, low cost to entry. Um, you, know, you want to call it like a daily fantasy play. He has a good matchup coming up. His offense is on the up. He's got a quarterback who's going to throw, and it's a guy whose name you're going to uh, you're going to hear. I love it. I love it. By the way, I was looking up Paris Campbell. Went to St. Vincent, St. Mary, and Look he's from Akron, Ohio. The you LeBron, know, so LeBron school, LeBron guy, right? So if this guy goes off for three touchdowns, this is going to be all over LeBron's Instagram. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's my home. Uh, but, yeah, Luca Nation, we love you guys. We appreciate all the support. We appreciate all the feedback, and – uh, we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Hope you're able to make some plays. We haven't mentioned it in a while, but if you're new to us, we also uh, we do want a, a quick thank you shout out to our listeners. And, um, you know, I don't know if we are going to mention it every episode, you name it, but when I remember it, I will. You have, we, have a, uh, we have a promo code with Gemmin uh, Studios for their photography bundle that I use, mm-hmm. I love. I just made a sale on eBay 
and um, you know the pictures were really? fantastic. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really I'm trying not to sell too much on eBay, but you know when I recommended Slayton to everybody, I waited four days and I went on eBay and I bought some Slayton myself and you know. I'm taking my own advice, right? I take it and I bought it and, you know, he had his good game and I'm not selling them all, but I got a really good offer on one. I still have a couple of other ones up. I, you know, when I, when I buy, I buy a lot. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I think Slayton's going to have a great year, but you know, you can't, you can't miss out on an opportunity to, you know, really take some money off the table. I'll sell one of 100%. his cards and get all the money back for everyone that I bought. So, you know, well, taking money off the table doesn't mean you don't believe in a player. I had to do that today with my pile of hero cards. Like, Yep. You could believe in a player, but at the same time, make sure that you, you're profitable and you're running a good business. But the, back to the point was, before we gave out the promo code for GemmentPhotography.com, uh, we got the studio shipped. We tested it. Yep. We use it. We make sure that what we're offering you actually works and adds value. Uh, and it has been. So it's GemmentPhotography.com. And it's for the trio, the bundle, the tripod, the magnifier with the light and the studio. And you get 10% off using Luca Nation 10. That's the code and free shipping. So if you have any we, questions, shoot us. And we shoot know quite a few of you have already, uh, have already bought this. So when you do buy it, let us know. Let us know what you think. Let us know if there are any problems. Let us know, you know, what, the, uh, you know what, your, what your results are with it. And, um, you know, we're in talks with a, a bunch of other people to bring you other things like this that'll add value to your, you know, your, your hobby day, right? So, uh, you know, and if you have any ideas, guys, I mean, listen, you are, this is our family here, Luca Nation, you know, I mean, we're, we're doing this here to, to help you guys out, to give you something to listen to, something, you know, entertaining, um, you know, find some picks, make some money, um, and, you know, continue to enjoy this hobby. Um, we are, we're, we're all ears. You know, you want us to go out and, 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 and help you in another area of the hobby, let us know. Send us a message and we'll do it. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.